Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, Jay Witcherman, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Goodgirl, Lady Blooding, Primal Empress, Kaze, Roxy, Naughty and Nice, Butte Pain, Northern Sir, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B, Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R, Christopher, Kilted Sir, Sam. Firegood and his good boy Grant, Brian, May Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, Jay Swizz, Mistress Velma, Enchanted Sparrow, Blown Deuce, The Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Lioness X, The Midnight Girl, Sinful, Mrs. and Mr. Hart, J21, Daisy If You Do, Princess Katharina and Katharina's Thrall, Harley Chick, Violet Rain, Serenity, Belle, Puppy Mike, Jedi Kitten 17, Eric, Cat Daddy, Sweetie Todd, Lady Affliction, Dr. Dave, Sunshine, and Pumpkin Pie. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Dara, I'm going to start. Please, please, please. Let me start, please. Pretty, pretty, please. No. You're so mean to me. Yeah. Come on. We're talking about my favorite things. These are a few of your favorite things. These are actually my two most favoritest things in the whole wide world, and we're combining them into one episode. Okay, okay, you can do it. Go Thank ahead. Thank you. I, may, I I would say I'm littling out, but I guess I'm middling out? A little bit in so this I, case, I would say middling, yeah. And it makes sense, because actually it was about 12 or 13 when I started reading these kind of books. So when I said no, was that me littling? Because that's just you being your usual bratty self yeah. when it comes to me. That okay, accurate. <laughs> okay, fine. Try again. Okay. <clears throat> Dark, can I pretty please start this episode? Yes, Ra Ra, you can start this episode. Not like that's any different than normal. Thank you. Well, yeah, it is different because I asked permission this time. I normally don't. You have my consent <laughs> to begin this Thank episode. You. We are talking about BDSM romance. Hold on. Ra Ra. Yeah. What's wrong with you? I know, because I'm so excited I can't wait. I want to start. I thought you had more of a shtick. I want to start. Oh, okay. All right. I just, I can't wait. I gotta start. There's literally nothing I can do about this at this point. You already did it. I'm sorry. But we're talking about BDSM and romance. Like, my happy place. Combined. I know. It's (laughs) Sorry if that hurt your ears. She's hyper right now. I'm so excited. I'm totally fangirling because we're talking to, this is so huge. We're dividing this into two episodes. Yay. (laughs) <laughs> that was almost believable. <laughs> <Yay>! Almost. Almost. <laughs> Look at all the big stuff there. I know. Go big. Or or go to the dungeon? I, I, don't, I don't know. There isn't. I don't think yeah. there's a good. There's no good for that. For that one. No. All right. So in case by some strange reason you've been living under a rock or this is your first episode with us and you don't know. How dare you? 
I am a little bit of a fan of romance novels. Just a smidge. Just a teeny smidge. I've already read about 150 this year alone. And this is where we're just started May. And I, I credit BDSM romance with getting me into this lifestyle. Uh, I, of course, as you all know, read Fifty Shades of Grey to start with. Yeah, Dar's making faces. And then afterward, <laughs> I went, oh, my God, this really turns me out. I like this. And I found more BDSM romance. And it was a BDSM. And it was a BDSM romance author who taught me about fat life. So Yeah, no. Um, so here's the problem with, with recording stuff like this. We're doing it out of order, which means you'll actually hear that joke later. Well, I'll, I'm, that's why I'm not mentioning who it is now, because we'll talk about it later. Oh, good. Because the reaction I, I had to that was way better than anything I can conjure up here. Yeah, so no, I see. I prepared for that. Oh, good. You just blew it all. All right, let's start over. Okay. <clears throat> no, it's too late. It's too late. I know about it. It's too late to cut it now. <laughs> It'll be fine. It's fine. It's all fine. I've had no sleep. It's all good. Where are we going? Yeah, uh, Romance. Romance. Now, Dara is not a romance reader. Not really, no. I love her anyway, but no, she's not. I mean, like, I read Nora Roberts, but that's about it. Romance is huge. Huge. I'm going to throw some statistics at you just to show you. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. There are over 75%. Sorry. Ooh, six, 78%. I was going to say, you need your glasses fixed because that's yeah, an eight. I know. When you're a romance reader, you read like crazy. Yeah. And statistics are showing that over 78% read at least one book a month, which I find that small because I read one a day. I was going to say, I'm not a romance reader and I read one book a week. I read almost one a day. It's I've got issues. But romance novels generate over, ready for this one? $1.44 billion in revenue annually. That's a lot of money. Right? They are actually the highest earning genre of fiction. <laughs> You're making his face like you cannot believe this information. Not really, no. I didn't even realize there was that much going on with romance, actually. Do you know 47 million romance novels were sold just in 2021? Really? Yeah. Well, okay, 2021, I can see that because nobody had anything else to do. Mm -hmm. Then during 2021, romance sales accounted for 18% of total adult fiction sales. That's a lot. Just a little bit, little bit. And then let's, I know you. it's not your favorite subject, but we're going to talk about Fifty Shades for just a minute. Okay, just a minute, just please. A minute. Fifty Shades changed the publishing industry because of this huge success of independent publishing and, and then within e-readers. So this sold... 150 million copies of Fifty Shades of Grey. It is the best-selling romance novel series of all time. It started, well, you know, it started as fan fiction. Well, yeah, that I, I right? knew. But it also became, you know, mommy porn. That's actually what they called, called it, mommy porn. Mm -hmm. And it made it okay to not only read it, but let people know you're reading it and talk about it. And so all of us who'd been reading smut for many, many years were able to come out of the woodwork and go, yeah, we read this stuff. And thanks to Fifty Shades, sexuality within the books really has become more prominent. But with Fifty Shades now, all of a sudden, we could all talk about it. 
and smut became a big thing. But Fifty Shades of Grey really brought BDSM romance out into the forefront. And as I said, I've read a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And some of them I really, really love. And some of them I spend a lot of time screaming at. Yes. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> I can picture this quite easily. Or I, 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 I text Violet, who is also a huge romance reader, and I, I yell with her, at her. I'm not sure. To? Probably both. I yell to her and then with her. Yes. Then I make her. I tell her the and information. And then she gets pissed off and, and she, she yells back. Yes, yes exactly. I understand. I understand um, completely. About oh my god, what did I just read? That's like exactly what you do with stuff on TikTok. Yeah. And then oh, this is what she does to me. She likes to rile people up with the inaccuracies. So she'll like message me with something about electro that's going on and it's inaccurate, and then just watch the fire burn. It's so much fun. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have to be alone in my anger. I don't want to be alone in my anger. I You're want a you fire all... starter. Yes, I am. Thank you. I want you all to join me in my anger, in my righteous indignation. Anyway, focus. Sorry, focus, 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 <laughs> focus. <laughs> Slow it down. Fuck us. <laughs> fine. It's all fine. <laughs> um, I am having the privilege of presenting at a conference in September called the Smut Lovers Conference. I think I've mentioned it before. Once or twice. Because I'm really excited about it. Where I will be helping to teach romance authors about kink and try to make it a tad bit more realistic. Yeah. Because sometimes the things that they come up with, it's like, do you, do, do you lifestyle? We can tell you don't lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, look, I understand you do want to keep the fantasy and the romance involved. But you still have to keep it within the realm of reality, too. Oh, I forgot to show you. What? I got a new shirt. Does it say I'm a genius? It says genius on it. Is it pink? Yes. Okay, you'll have to show me after we're it done recording. It is a gift from our fabulous patron, Witcher Man. So thank you oh, for that. Oh, I remember him talking about that because somebody had it in green and I said, yeah. you need that in pink. pink. Oh, yeah, yeah. He okay. surprised, oh, so he surprised me with it. So that's it was very so sweet. sweet. All right, where was my point? Oh, yes. Anyway. So I told Dara, I really want to do an episode on BDSM romance. And since Dara pretty much has to do whatever I want to do on, the, on, the ep, on these episodes, since I do the research anyway. Yeah. This is what we're doing. That's fine. And I can roll with that. I know. I, we, I got us four amazing authors to talk to. So we're going to have to split it up. And we've got two in this episode. And then next week, you'll hear the other two. Yay. More editing work for me. Right. So, yeah, it'll be fun. For, In this no. episode, first we speak to Samantha A. Cole. She is a USA Today bestselling author and award-winning author. What's fascinating about her, she's a retired policewoman and former paramedic who uses her life experiences and training to find the perfect mix of suspense and romance. Her standalone collection of short stories, Scattered Moments in Time, actually won a gold medal in the 2020 Reader's Favorite Awards in the fiction anthology genre. Ooh. Her standalone novel, The Road to Solace, formerly the Friar, like like Monk Friar? Yeah. Change, oh, change cool. Your name. Mm -hmm. uh, won the silver medal in the 2017 Reader's Favorite Awards in the contemporary romance genre. 
She's got over 30 books published throughout several different series, as well as a few standalone novels. And you can find a full list on her website, and we'll post that in there. I started her books with Leather and Lace. It's the first one in the Trident series, and it's fabulous. How about that? Me too. Well, that's good. You actually started in order, which I'm not surprised. Well, because that's the one you told me to read. Because I know you wanted to be in order. Thank you. And what's really cool about that one, if you haven't read it yet, the, the plot is that the heroine is a romance author. I did actually really enjoy that part. Who is visiting a dungeon to do research for her BDSM romance novel. And then gets involved in a BDSM romance. So here's Samantha. And I actually did really, really like the guy. The the hero, the hero guy. Yeah. I liked his, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, I liked his backstory. They have, the heroes have great backstories, great senses of humor. Yeah. Their former military, the camaraderie is awesome. I just thought his was really, really well done. Well, it, it was, and it grabs your attention. And I did read that one and then went, ooh, keep going. And now I'm impatiently, and I admit that freely, impatiently awaiting some special characters in this series for their books. And I may just kind of like yell at her a little bit to hurry up and get those books done. But it'll be fine. I did kind of say you should be a beta reader. I know. And I love you for that. Listen to the episode in order to hear me pimp out Rara as a beta reader to every author. Let's listen to to our conversation with Samantha right now. We shall. Hello, Samantha. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. All right. We're just we're just going to get right into it. And so the first question is, what made you decide to write uh, BDSM romance? When I first started writing in 2011, I was recovering from a knee surgery and I was stuck on the couch. I had never written a book before in my life, never thought about writing. And I had started hearing about indie authors and so I opened up my, my uh, laptop and started typing one of these stories that was in my head. And I actually wrote two and a half books that uh, did not have BDSM in them. I had not found the genre yet. And I made the mistake of letting my family and friends read the books. Oops. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't say that, that they weren't supportive. I think they were overly supportive in that they didn't tell me that my writing sucked. <laughs> I Writing like they taught you how to write in elementary school with yes. dialogue coming out your butt and all this stuff. And I, I was doing head hopping and all, the, all this stuff that I shouldn't be doing. So I gave up. Then around 2012, 2013, I discovered Cherise Sinclair's Shadowlands series. Oh, and it such came a good series. Recommended, you know, series. And I think it was possibly because I had just read some of Susan Stoker's books. But Ooh, anyway, the same authors. <laughs> and I read Club Shadowlands, the very first book, and I was hooked. And I did a major bin read of everything that Sharice had. And then I went looking for also bots. And I found Lexi Blake. I found Shayla Black. All these authors are still my favorite, favorite BDSM. Oh, we, we could talk for hours about those because I read pretty much all of those too. So yeah. now you have to convince Rara to start writing a book because obviously she is in the same boat that you were when you started <laughs> writing. Oh, no. I came home from the conference that I met you at and reached out to a friend who is, is an aspiring write. author. And I said, I have this idea. And I outlined an entire thing for her. Mm-hmm. And then she immediately messaged me. 
as soon as you were done, she messaged me to find out if I was okay that Rara went to her to write it instead of me. Yeah. Well, she <laughs> she's a ro- she's a romance fan like me. I am not. You are not. So so therefore, I was like, no, girl, go for it, please take this. If I had, I would have told her no. Actually, Angel Payne is the one who told me about FetLife. Oh, really? Because I I met her at a conference. We were out for dinner, and she's the one who told me about FetLife. And I joined Fat Life, and the rest is history. Oh, God, that's why we got you. Yep. <laughs> and now I have to do this podcast yeah. because, yep. because of who? Who do I have An- to thank Angel for this? Angel Payne. Oh, okay. So she brought me pain. Yes, got it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, you angel of pain. That was good. I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I, we, derail- we derailed you. Yes, continue. <laughs> We're going to do that a lot. <laughs> So I, I started getting into all these authors, binge reading them, and I was reading like 14, 15 books a month at the time. So I was just pretty much stuck on the couch. I had always been a big reader. Here I am binging on all these BDSM novels and discovering this whole genre that I never knew existed. Fast forward to 2015, I had these six Navy SEALs pop into my brain. And I'm one of those people that, yes, I talk to the characters in my head. They talk to me. They yes. talk to me there. And, you know, I, I see scenes playing out like unwritten movie or TV show scenes in my head. <laughs> yes. So, do you do you sit there and like sometimes just kind of like look off into space and have like yes. this really ridiculous look on your face? Absolutely. I, I totally zone out. And the thing is, I never knew that not everybody... <laughs> I was eight years old when I found out that not everybody thinks like this. And that's when I became an author in 2015. I finally explained it to my, my mom and my family. And I'm like, guys, I said, I'm not zoning out on, on you on purpose because you're boring me. I said, <laughs> I was, you know, 95% of my day is these characters talking to each other and talking to me and, and me imagining these these scenes playing out and I zone out and I'm like, I'm not doing it intentionally. And then I said to my mom, I said, so if you're not thinking about, you know, you don't have these people in your head talking. I said, what do you think about all day long? And she was like, now, now you know why I'm constantly stressed out because I don't have these people. She's like, I'm always worrying about something. I, I, I don't have these people talking in my head. She so goes, does that make us writers schizophrenic? I think a hundred years ago, if I said that, I would have been put in an insane asylum. Yes. <laughs> well, I would have too, but not for that reason. Yeah. Um, Just because I, outspoken I, woman. Ra-Ra would have been like canned at like six. Yeah. Yeah. I, I It was somebody like Hemingway or one of those uh, incredibly talented and famous authors of, of the past that said, Writers are basically insane. Yes. But it's a good insane. But Hemingway is also one of the most boring writers I think I've ever had the misfortune of reading. So, <laughs> like, he, do, he, he does have some really great famous quotes, though. Okay. So, back to BDSM here. Out walking my dogs, and these six Navy SEALs start telling me their stories, especially Devin. Brody was the first one that came to mind, and he actually ends up the last of the six 
to get his happily ever after, which is kind of ironic. So Devin pushes everybody out of the, the way and starts telling me his Christian story. Like he does. And, you know, walking my dog several times a day, this, this character is talking to me. And this goes on for about a couple of weeks. And then he says, okay, today you're going to go back and write mine and Kristen's story. And I said, absolutely not. And I argued with him for about another six weeks. And finally, he said, well, I'm not getting out of your head until you go back and write my story. So I sat down and just to shut up. He's a pushy bastard. I wrote 85,000 words in one week. I could never do that again. That's like totally insane. But I had known 80% of the story from him telling it to me every day. So it just all came out. And I'm right. like, okay, these guys own a BDSM club. And, you know, th this, this is the order of how they want to tell their stories. And, okay, Jake, is, Jake tells me he's gay. That's fine. I'm like, okay, let's let's do this. So now I have this 85,000 word BDSM book that there is no way I'm showing my family and friends this. Um, <laughs> so I went online and, you know, now we're a couple of, we're much further into the indie author world. And I started doing some research and then I found out that I needed beta readers and I found Goodreads, did not know Goodreads existed. Then I go on to Facebook and find out that there is this entire book world oh, yeah. on social media that I had no clue oh, existed. Yeah. I was friends with my friends and family on Facebook, and that was it. I'm like, there are groups where authors are talking to authors, readers are talking to authors. <laughs> and uh, so I found a couple of beta readers on um, World Literary Cafe and uh, Goodreads. And <clears throat> one of the came back to me and said, I really liked your book, but I think you need help with your writing. She goes, I, I know another um, indie author and she has a couple of books out. Do you mind if I um, hook you up with her and see if she can help you with, with, your, with your writing? And I said, absolutely. You know, that's the first thing I learned in this world. And it's one of the first things I tell newer authors, leave your ego at the door. If somebody's going to offer you the chance to show you how to improve your craft, how to improve your marketing, your advertising, your relationships with readers and other authors, leave your ego at the door. So she hooked me up with this author, Katrina Courtney. She had just a couple of books out, but she had also been part of the book world as a reader. So she took me under her wing. She introduced me to a couple of other authors and they helped me pointing out things that I was doing wrong in my writing. Every, every author don't I was doing. So they pointed everything out to me and helped me fix all the issues that were going on with my book. I still could not afford an editor at the time uh, in the very beginning. So I mainly relied on pro writing aid and my beta readers and anybody who left a review saying that, you know, they liked the story, but they found a lot of typos and stuff like that. I did the author don't and contacted them. But the way I contacted them was, thank you for leaving a review. Thank you for pointing this stuff out. Here's my email address. Would you mind sending me 
some examples of the issues that you found so I can fix them for the next person. Most of them took me up on it, surprisingly. I actually have a question just to circle back a little bit. Yep. You you said that you wrote, what did you say, two and a half books that were not BDSM and then suddenly you found all the BDSM. Yep. Were yep. you in the lifestyle beforehand or was this something you discovered after you started reading all of these books? This was something I discovered after reading all of these books. So are you in the lifestyle now? No, I am not. However, I do have a domain consultant who is a fan of my books. We met through another author and she read one of my books and she contacted me and said that she does not read many BDSM authors because some of them don't get it right. And yep. she said, you got it right. She goes, you made a couple of minor errors that could be easily fixed. And she has become one of my consultants for anything BDSM. I will send her a, um, I'll send her a scene and then she'll be like, okay, you got all this right, but he wouldn't say this or he would do this and things like that. So I also have a, a bunch of uh, submissives in my reader group now that follow me and I can always ask them questions as well. Yeah. One of the things I loved in Leather and Lace, which was the first book of yours that I had read, I loved the concept of the romance author who writes BDSM going to a dungeon to do the research. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cute too. Have you done that then? Have you gone uh, to the dungeon no, yourself? I had not done that uh, then. I had uh, gone onto a lot of BDSM websites and found a couple of people that were um, willing to answer my questions. I found one BDSM group on Facebook. You know, I was straight up with them, said, look, I'm an author. Um, I'm not in the lifestyle, but I want, my characters are telling me they're in the lifestyle and I want to do the lifestyle justice. I don't want to give any false information out there. And I was able to ask questions and get the correct responses. But I did a lot of uh, online research. My first uh, foray into a BDSM club was back in 2019 when I did the BDSM CalypsoCon. Oh, mm -hmm. And she arranged for us to get a, a tour and demonstrations at a, at a local BD, BDSM club. Was it was it the Phoenix? Is it Phoenix or the Woodshed? The Woodshed. Is that the one in Florida? It's one in Orlando. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. A whole bunch of us went over there, and we got some great ideas. We got to see the dynamics between the the doms and the subs, and that's how I've gotten all my research is is just asking questions and finding uh, websites where people are willing to talk to non members of the community and help us, you know, put out the correct version of uh, the lifestyle. Yeah. One of the things, as somebody who's actually in the lifestyle, but also a huge romance fan, I, I understand the difficulties in keeping it real, but keeping it the fantasy of romance, because I have never actually been to a dungeon that's yeah. as fancy as all the dungeons I read about. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, nobody has that kind of money. No, you don't have that kind of money. I mean, most dungeons are very, I mean, I was at one last night. They're not, you know, they're not fancy with all these private separate it's rooms. It's a warehouse with, each one being with 
you know, stuff. Yeah. These guys, oh. your guys are like what? Trust fund babies. That's how they got all their, their uh, fanciness. Yeah. Um, their, their father was a self-made uh, millionaire, bil- millionaire or billionaire. I forgot. I think he's a millionaire. A lot of money. Um, through- <laughs> More money than I will ever see in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah. uh, through real estate. And as the kids were growing, he basically, you know, set up their trust funds but the only ways that they could access their trust funds was to either go into the military and serve or get a degree at a four-year college. And they had to wait until they were 30 to get access to that. You know, they, they were able to get a, uh, a little bit of a, a monthly stipend, but it, it wasn't much at all. It was just like a little extra spending money for them, but they had to work. You know, they had to know what it was like to work for that money. Well, I was just curious, like, since you write all of this and like you have some pretty good characters and you've how do you how do you think or how do you feel about the people who think BDSM romance is bad for like the BDSM community, that it's not not how it is, not how it should be? I kind of agree with it. There are BDSM books out there that don't properly portray the um, the dynamics and the consent that goes on between a dominant sub and that can be definitely damaging and there are books out there that some people get into and they they think it's so glorified that it can give them the wrong idea and they may join or try to join the BDSM community and not necessarily belong in there, or they hook up with a dom that is a wannabe dom. Oh, we call those domabies. Yeah, you 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 got to be careful on on interpreting what. As authors, we have to be careful about how we write it and stress the fact that it's safe, sane, and consensual. You also have to hope that the the readers realize that this is glorified. Uh, Cherise Sinclair has a a little note from the author at the very beginning of all her books, I think it is. Yes. And I, I went with that as well. I thought that was a great idea. And mm-hmm. it basically says, you know, please be safe. The, you know, remember, this is this is fan. This is fiction. And, you know, if you do decide to try the lifestyle and research it, there's good things and bad things about the BDSM genre in terms of the BDSM lifestyle itself. Yeah. So uh, one of the things uh, you just mentioned was the safe, sane, and consensual. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to touch base on that because one of the things that is happening in the real life community mm-hmm. is that we've actually moved away from safe, sane, and consensual <clears throat> because we want to make sure people understand that nothing that we do is actually really safe. Or sane. And the, the sane is a very, it's, it's become, the people talk about the fact that it's a very ableist term. It's also and it's very subjective. subjective. Right. Um, so, we, you know, in the real life community, we're moving toward rack and prick. I just like to say prick, okay. but I really I do. I know, it. you really like prick. I do really like prick, um, which is risk-aware consensual kink and personal responsibility-informed consensual kink. Gotcha. So how So how do you, like, you talked a little bit about the research and you have people that you work with, 
But how do you kind of make sure that you stay on top of how the lifestyle is evolving? It's been a, it's been a while since I've actually written a BDSM book. Yeah. And, and we have characters we need you to come back to. I'm just saying no pressure or anything, <laughs> but some yeah. of us are waiting on these characters. Okay. I know. <laughs> I know. You're, you're right. I should. I, it's been a while since I've done the research because I have so much that I've, you know, copy paste and things like that. So unless somebody in the lifestyle says, hey, we've updated things. I may not know about it until I read it in another author's book. And there well, are- here at Pink King Podcast, we, <laughs> right. mainly Rara, would like to offer her <laughs> services to help you keep updated oh my God, on the I would, latest. I would so love to do that. Rara is our latest kink consultant, and I tag along for the ride. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> well, I will add her to my list of consultants. Yes. So- <laughs> You're welcome, Rara. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I'll even put you in as a beta reader from now on. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, you just made her life. Do you see this (laughs) face right now? The Trident series, I love. I I will not disclose disclose how many times I've gone back and read it because some books, I just, they're like, you know, comfort food. I have comfort books. Yes. Yes, I have a few of those. Yep. I, you know, I've been reading romance since I was like, Back in the days, I don't know. I'm, Dar's, I'm gonna look at Dar because she's gonna have no idea probably who I'm talking about. But I've been reading romance back back since you know Fabio was on every color. I know who cover. Fabio <laughs> is, you bitch. Come on. He did a he did a can't believe it's not butter, butter commercial. commercial. Yes. I know who Fabio is. And and one of the things though about reading romance is a lot of us don't necessarily admit that to others. Right. Because there's like this stigma surrounding those of us who read romance. Yes. And I am the person that makes the stigma. Yes, I know. But I read, you know, you talk about how you started writing because you were, you were bedridden. When, when I was home during COVID and had no place to go and nothing to do, I read over 700 books that year, wow. in 2020. Wow. And wow. then she made a podcast. And then I started a podcast so I could have an excuse to read more. Um, <laughs> but my, my point of my question is, so how do you deal with that stigma? Is it fair? Is it not fair? I mean, oh, it's do you not find fair. do you find when you say you write it that you get hit with that stigma too? A lot of there's there's actually a lot of women who who live in my building that are slowly finding out that I'm a romance author, and they've actually asked to read my books. There will always be a stigma about romance because for years it was just the bodice rippers, you know. Mm-hmm. And I loved those. But there's so much more to it now. There's so many subgenres now. Historical romance and romance suspense, which is what I write mostly. There's, you know, people don't Military, MC. But I shifter. You know, I got I really into the the assassination part of the story, actually. Yeah. In um in Devin's book and Leather and Lace, that was like what I was actually very much into. Yep. And I hate to admit this to the person that wrote it. <laughs> Please don't come through the screen and hurt me. But, and this is something I'm going to say to every every romance author, and I'm looking at Rara doing this because she will actually hurt me. Honestly, the reason I am not that into the romance part is the the sex scenes do nothing for me. Which is fine. Which is fine. My mom actually, my mom's not allowed to read my BDSM stuff. <laughs> <laughs> stuff 
but she has read my Malone Brothers. She's read my um, Cold Feet, which is the first book in the uh, Largo Ridge series. Mm-hmm. She's read uh, the The Road to Solace. So she's and she read Wannabe in Wyoming. So she's read that, and she will admit to me that she skips the sex scenes just because I wrote them. Aww. Oh my god, they've they've been my <laughs> masturbatory material forever. Yeah. I just can't. I'm I'm so much more of an audio person that that does nothing. Yeah, I'm a visual person and I'm envisioning me doing it. So it's all yeah, good. No, it, I, well, hey, to each their own. I, I get what you're saying. For a while, my, my first romances were gifted to me at the age of 15 by my grandmother. Uh, a stack of uh, silhouette and Harlequin romances that she had in her bookshelf. And I was about halfway through the pile when my mom finally noticed it in my bedroom and said, where did you get those? Grandma. From your mother. Mm -hmm. So she, she walked out. She couldn't argue with that. I got mine from my mom. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, my mother gifted me the Meredith Gentry series and I was reading this and I'm like, you fucking read this. Yeah. Like I was embarrassed reading it because my mother read it. Yeah. So wait, was that, I know you got to have more embarrassing moments than your mother finding your stack of smut books. <laughs> That's the uh, stuff I want to know. Was embarrassed when her cousin, mom was talking to her on the phone one day and she's like, oh, she wants to say hi. And I've only met this woman a couple of times, but I've spoken to her on the phone. She's like, oh my God, I just binge read all your books. And I'm like, all my book. <laughs> And I about had a heart attack. So, yeah. <laughs> and the first couple of years, I did not tell my family and friends my pen name because of the BDSM. Um, I'm now to the point where most of them know it, and I really don't care. I just tell them, I don't want to know if you read my books or not. You know? Fair enough. It's, just, it's a huge industry. I mean. No, it is. It is. It's a billion-dollar industry. We're rabid fans. Those of us who read it, we go, we go, we go to conventions so we can meet our favorite authors in person. So I've heard, right? <laughs> I love going to book signings. I love meeting readers. I had a couple of readers that really stood out for me. One was a woman who just unfortunately re- recently passed away. But when I first met her, she had already contacted me through my my Facebook page and had told me that uh, she had only recently in the past couple of years had had lost her sight and her husband would read to her every night and my books were some of the books that he read her and i said if that's not love i don't know what is that's adorable i love that (laughs) those that read smut together stay together (laughs) another reader contacted me after i wrote not negotiable that book I wrote as therapy as I was losing my younger cousin to cancer. She was battling it for four years and we found out it was terminal at probably about three months before she passed away. And I started writing that book as as basically therapy. People had been asking me about Shelby's story. And as you know, in uh, Leather and Lace, she is constantly wearing different colored wigs that Mm -hmm. go with her her mini skirts and her bras and, you know, matching. So she's like 
got all these funky outfits uh, with bright pink and, and neon green and, and purple and, and things like that. And so people started asking me about what was her story. And it popped into my head that she's wearing these wigs because she had gone through cancer once before. And when she lost her hair, she didn't want anybody to know. So she started getting these wigs and it became her trademark at the club. So after she was cancer free, she just continued wearing the wigs and the outfits. Now in the beginning of this, her book, she, uh, the cancer is back. Right. And she stops going to the club because she doesn't want anybody to know. She doesn't want anyone to pity her. She doesn't want to be, you know, oh, there's the girl with cancer. And the dom that has been interested in her that she's been turning down shows up on her door and says, you know, I'm going to be taking care of you during this time. And that's how they end up getting together. And I finished the book a couple of weeks before we lost her. And I released it a couple of weeks after and dedicated the book to her. Uh, about yeah, that, that book, that book got a couple of tears out of me. I yeah, will say it, it, it gets, yeah, it's even more a couple of months. Months later, probably about three months later, I had this girl, Debbie, contacted me and her letter, her email had me bawling. She is a cancer survivor. She basically cried her way through this book and told me that everything that she had felt and gone through and experienced, I put into words that she never could. And I said, well, I lost my dad to cancer and I lost you know, my cousin to cancer. And so I, I was there for all this. I was there for when they, they lost their hair. I was there for when they were throwing up and the feelings of inadequacy and weakness that go along with fighting the cancer. And so she had me crying hysterical reading this very, very nice long uh, email she sent me. And she finished it up by telling me that she was bringing the book to her cancer survivor group and telling everybody that they had to read it. Oh, that's really special. So, all right, well, as, as we're nearing the end of this, even though I, I could sit here and talk to you forever about all of this stuff, <laughs> what, what, are, what are you working on for your next project? I actually have several projects in, I'm working on at the same time at this point. I am doing the next book in the Antelope Rock series with J.B. Havens. So we're <laughs> working on Widower in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. We have a book that's a standalone that's a little darker than what I've written, but Brandy has done her her Steel Core series and um, and some zombie series, so she's used to writing stuff a little darker. And the book is called Exist. And when I approached her about about it with the storyline last year, I said I don't want to write it until next year, but I said I I need to sit down and write the first chapter because I don't want to lose it. Well, we're 35,000 words into the book that we're not writing until the summer. <laughs> so, yeah, that book. I'm also working on a novella for a project involving Shayla Black and a few other authors that I, uh, I cannot tell you the topic of it yet until we release that news in June. Well, that's a lot. Then, yeah, Doug and Jen are de- finally getting... Thank the- you! Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, Bri- and Brian... Will- I need Doug and Jen's story. Sorry, don't stare at me like that. You don't understand. Samantha understands. I need their story. Okay. Yes. They- okay. I'm good. 
Oh, one thing I do do want to tell you is that if you hadn't seen my my post that I've pinned to my wall, there's going to be a lot of changes in my author life coming up. I am going to be going almost completely wide with my books over the next year. So they'll be coming out of KU. The only ones that will st still be in KU are the ones that are in Susan Stoker's world. Are you going to do Kobo? I will be doing Kobo. Um, one thing a lot of people don't know about Kobo is that with Kindle Unlimited, if you, you, the reader, read my book more than once, I only get paid for the first read. With Kobo Plus, I get paid every time you binge oh, do read you? my back series. Oh, cool. Yeah, I just recently got the, I have both Kindle Unlimited and the Kobo Plus. Right. Because I, I, I figured this way I'm covered everywhere. <laughs> but I feel that that makes me feel better because I can read you. I've already read you in KU. So now I can go ahead and when I do my next reread, do it in Kobo Plus to so get paid again. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, the Trident Security series is not over there yet. I have my Malone Brothers and some of my other books over there, but I will be slowly moving everything out after the next couple of releases come up too, because it's going to be, I have to develop my following on those sites. So I have to make sure that I can pay my bills. Before, before <laughs> no, that's I, good. You know, that's always a plus. Right. And you're also changing your name too, aren't you? My name, I am dropping the A from my name. Uh, I originally put the A in there right after I released my third book, Waiting for Him, because on my dashboard on Goodreads, there was another Samantha Cole who had written a micro-organic gardening book or something to that effect. And we and, don't want to confuse people. <laughs> yeah, and there was another Samantha Cole who wrote a, uh, who put out an adult coloring book. And those books kept getting added to my dashboard. And after the third time of asking Goodreads to remove them because I did not write them, I finally added the A and that got rid of everything. But now... There's no easy way for me to make my name bigger on the covers so it stands out for the people that do know me when with that A in there. So I am dropping the A, and over the next couple of months, you're going to start seeing the books updated, the, the updated covers with uh, without the A. So that, that's something else. Right. Yeah. So can you, uh, can you tell us where people can go to find out more about you? www.SamanthaColeAuthor.com. The Trident Security Series and its five spinoff series are currently still in KU and will be probably until mid to late summer. And I also have uh, my smaller series and uh, my Hazard Fall series, which is Minaj. Those are on Kobo and Barnes and Noble, Google Play, uh, Smashwords, Barnes and Noble. Did I say that one? Apple. No. Apple's the other one. Yeah. And I know if you go to Samantha's website, you will also get a reading order list. Correct. There's so that you know in the Trident series where you start. Oh, cool. <laughs> Actually. When I started writing them, the characters from Trident are in those. And, you know, there's times where if you read just the Trident Security Series 1 through 12, Ian and Angie have their baby in book 12. But then if you start Taylor. one of the other series, they're not even married yet. Oh, wow. So yeah. if you go over to the website, there is a tab that says Best Reading Order. 
and it tells you exactly how you should read the Trident Security Series and its spinoffs so you don't miss anything and you don't have any spoilers. Perfect. And I will list the website in our show notes so people can can just click on that and head it over. Samantha, thank you so much for for taking the time and speaking to us. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to see what comes next from you. And now that I have it on, you know, I have proof that I can read books and be made to read. I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> She's never letting that go. No, now. I'm, I'm going to do I'm remind this, you. I'm doing this with every author we're talking to. Oh, because do you want me I'm to like, do the same author? Would you, would, off, author? Offer? Offer to author. Off, yeah. You see, for you to say. Offer to author. Yeah. Wow, that is hard. <laughs> just, I'm just going to. Give me your email address and I'll add you to my, um, my list of beta readers in my email. Yes, oh, she's done. so happy right she now. Got it. bouncing. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We really appreciate this. <laughs> You're great. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> thank you so much. Next up, we speak to the lovely Patricia Eating. Now, I have read her books before. She writes a, a, a whole lot of different genres, and I've read her suspense stuff before. And I met her at a convention and found out she also does BDSM. She, this is, I love how she describes herself, fueled by coffee, wine, and Doctor Who episodes on repeat. This is my kind of woman. Right? She brings damaged heroes and heroines together to find their happy ever afters in many different worlds. From military to paranormal to BDSM, her characters are unstoppable forces colliding with such heat, sparks always fly. Patricia makes her home in Seattle with her husband and very spoiled cats. And when she's not writing, she loves working on home improvement projects, especially if they involve power tools. Gotta love the power tools. Go power tools. She has an award-winning series called Away From Keyboard, and that will always be her first love because that's where she realized the characters in her head were telling their own stories and she was just writing them down. That seems to be a theme. Yeah, you all have voices talking in your heads. I mean, like, we actually had this discussion, like, we asked this question, and every author says that. Yeah. Every author you ever speak to, and I'm like, we're, okay, so basically we're all just schizophrenic. This is, that's just it. Patricia loves fuzzy blankets, curling up on the couch with her cats, and as many blankets as possible, and interacting with her fans, so drop her a line. All right, let's talk to Patricia. What made you decide to write BDSM romance? I know you write in a lot of different. Hold on. Say hi first. Oh, I don't. Sorry. (laughs) You know, I've been so excited to do this episode. I'm just like jumping right in. I know, but my goodness, you didn't even get her the chance to like greet people. Sorry. We already introduced you and all that. That's fine. We don't have to do that. But (laughs) hello. Hello. How are (laughs) you? It's awesome to be here. I am really good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm sorry. I'm so excited about this. I just want to like get to the meat. I know you do, but gosh, like give the meat a break. Okay. Sorry. The meat needs to rest. (laughs) There's a lady on TikTok does cooking. She always says, love it and leave it. Yes. The meat needs to rest. So it keeps all the juice. Okay. Am I done with this analogy yet? This is going a little too much. I don't, I think I took that a little too far. Maybe. All right. Now can I ask my question? Yes. Thank you. (laughs) So I know you write in a wide variety of genres. What made you decide to add BDSM to the list? 
Well, I mean, honestly, it it was kind of in response to the popularity of that other BDSM book that everybody's read, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. It, it, I tried to read it. It was not for me, which is not judging the book per se. It's just I, I just some writing styles do not work for certain people, and her writing style does not work for me. It's okay. You can go ahead and judge it. <laughs> Um, I mean, I do want to say, cause, cause this is a, like, this is a whole big controversy about like whether you judge 50 shades or, or not. And like, I can, I can look at it and say, I did not like it as a book, but I can also look at it to say it did a lot of things for the genre. And because we would not have so many BDSM books and amazing BDSM books without it. So, but anyway, so I, I could not, like, I just could not get through it, but I, you know, I skimmed it. I read, I read some of the, some of the, the scenes and it's not true BDSM. It's, it's, it's just not, it's, I mean, yes, there are some aspects of it, but my experience with BDSM is safe, sane, consensual, and it, it does not, it does not meet those, those criteria. And I didn't want readers' primary experience of BDSM romance to be not actual BDSM and respectful BDSM because you can, it's not about the dom just, you know, rolling right over the sub. I mean, the sub is the one who has the power. They're the one who's, who has the power of the safe word. So all of that, I just felt very strongly about, I wanted to offer up something that had some of the same elements, but that where the BDSM was actually legit. So you are in the lifestyle then? I, I was uh, for a few years. I am not currently, but um, I have a lot of friends in the lifestyle still. And so when I wrote the book, I was in the lifestyle. Also sent many pieces of it to several different friends who were in different aspects of the lifestyle okay very cool well that's actually so you mentioned safe sane and consensual and the submissive having all the power and i'm actually kind of glad you you mentioned that because it's it's a perfect segue i'm gonna bring that up too into so one of the things that's happening now in the real life community is we're actually moving away from those we're moving away from ssc because what we do is not safe Sane in and sane case. is both an <laughs> ableist term and a very subjective term. I do a lot very of true. I do a lot of stuff that even I admit is pretty damn crazy. And mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the hundred and forty some odd needles. Yeah, that one in your chest. <laughs> yeah, that one. That is not safe. That is not sane. And yes, but it, it was looked consensual, good. But it my looked good. Fucking um, god! Right. So we've moved on to like rack and prick, and then the whole safe uh, sub. <laughs> subs have all the power we've kind of moved to subs have all the power over themselves mm-hmm. they have autonomy but so does the dominant because right. the dominant can also safe word and dominance have limits right. and all of that how do you like do your research and incorporate and learn about like these newfangled way of, that we do things <laughs> <laughs> she says it like she's a youngster i say it like i'm a, i am i'm young at heart Immature. Not in body wise. I was going to say sure. immature is the word you they were looking do that for. Too. Yeah. Um, so how do you how do you like incorporate those changing things, ideals, ideas, so that 
you know, you you can stay within because I love the idea that you want people to learn about the real BDSM. <laughs> right. So I haven't written BDSM in about five years. So but I am planning on a new series, excuse me, starting next year. And so I'm just barely starting to get into the research again, because again, like I'm not currently in the lifestyle. So I don't like all those things that I knew back when I wrote this series. Yeah, I, I need to go, I need to go verify them. I mean, obviously some of the things, you know, some of the things are still okay, but you know, there's a lot I'm sure that I do not know at this point. Um, but again, I do still have friends who are in the lifestyle. We have in Seattle, we have um, at least two, I think maybe three by now um, clubs that allow, you know, have visitor nights. And um, when I was writing the book, the, when I was writing the restraint series, uh, I actually called them and had a couple people from there, like I called the, you know, the staff basically and said, Hey, would you be willing to answer a few questions for me? Cause I have a, I have a couple club scenes in my, in my book. And I want to make sure that that aspect, I mean, you know, the individual stuff, that's pretty easy for me to research the, the group stuff, you know, even if I were to go, you don't like just going for a night or even just going for two nights or three nights, like, there's a lot you're not going to see. And so, you know, I made a couple contacts there at that point in time. And so that is, I will number one, see if they're still working. Um, but if not, I will repeat that process because really it, it's, to me, it's no different than researching like one of my military romances and finding somebody who has been in the army or the Navy or the air force sometime in the past 10 years, just because, you know, my characters are generally a little bit older. Or so, but you know, like I don't, I wouldn't talk to my dad who hasn't been in the army for, you know, 50 years. Um, but I'll find somebody who has been in the army recently and, and ask them questions. Um, I, a lot of times will send a scene or two and just say, Hey, can you just give this a quick once over, make sure I'm not like glaringly making huge errors type thing. You know, I, I obviously it's fiction. If there's a couple of things that aren't quite, you know, exactly true, Okay, but make sure there's nothing that's going to be like damaging to the community or that is like medically unsafe, like super unsafe, that type of thing, especially when I mean, really, my characters do not tend to some of the um, more dangerous aspects in many cases. Like, I mean, I don't I don't do blood play. I don't do knife play. Um, I, I I've read about them. I enjoy reading about them, but I don't feel comfortable writing about them because I, I just, it's not something that I have anything close to experience with. Everything else that I write about, you know, and just bondage, um, master-slave relationship, dom-sub, various tools, I at least have touched them, know what they are, in some cases have used them, have them used on me, you know, I, I don't want to stray too far from what I can legitimately experience. Okay, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Do you have any like anything that you draw your inspiration from for characters or plot lines? 
Usually, uh, quite honestly, it, it's some form of dream. I, I have really vivid dreams and um, I, I always have. And so I'll have a dream that is just a short scene from something and it will, it always starts with the characters. Um, it does not, I, I don't start with a plot 99.9% .9 of the time. I think I might've done that once, but I have to start with the characters. And usually it's two characters that I'm dreaming about. Sometimes it's just the hero. Um, I don't normally dream about the heroines first, but sometimes it happens. And then I'll just, I get to know them. And, and really I, I feel like my characters live in my head. And so it like they talk to me and so they'll start talking to me. Sometimes they'll start talking to me very loudly. Sometimes it'll just be, oh, hey, hi, I'm here. At some point we should have a conversation. Um, and and so then it's waiting for them to be ready and hoping it's not at a very inconvenient time. <laughs> that is a very common theme, apparently. Uh huh. <laughs> With the, Every with, writer I talk to says the same thing. Not even the ones we've interviewed, just all of them. You all have voices that speak to you. Yes. And yeah. tell us things. Yeah. Yep. It's when they start telling us to do things that we have a problem. <laughs> that seems fair. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you ever respond back to them? I, so I'm one of those people who um, I have ADHD. And so I yep. have constant conversations going on in my head all the time multiple conversation streams, usually along with at least one or two um, sound lyrics, um, sometimes from the same song, but different places, other times not. I've gone recently, I've been going back and forth between like a refrain and and the second verse of a song. And it's really weird because I'm like, somehow I'm able to keep the timing so I can like intersperse them. It's oh, thank God. That was a new thing that does that. Yeah. Yeah. They're so all weird. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah. takes a you special kind of genius to write. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have yep. great respect because I, I read a lot. So I need a lot of you guys to be this crazy so you can write all this good stuff. So I have what to read because I don't live in my own head with voices. I live in your world with your books, with, with our voices, with your voices. I'm putting myself in there just even though like, so I write. <laughs> But I'm too mm -hmm. chicken shit to actually send it out and publish it. So half writer, half author. Oh, you author? should. No, Good you're half. you're still a writer. Stupid half. <laughs> my my definition: if you feel the need to write, you are a writer. Really, because otherwise, why would you do that to yourself? Oh my god, no kidding. They're like psychotic. So I went through a two week if, yeah. phase where I could not get this fucking character out of my head. She was mm -hmm. really, really adamant. Yep. Seriously. I, I, was, I was so far behind on my last book that I had to write, uh, I think I had to write 13,000 words in like four days to finish it just because I'm, I, I, like, I need deadlines. Like if I don't have a deadline, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to yeah. putz around in my house and, you know, did Five hours later, go, off? oh, shit, I was, I was supposed to writing. I was supposed to be writing. Sorry, what? I said, did your fingers fall off? <laughs> no, no, amazingly not. Um, because I do this to myself. I do this to myself every time. But on, like, the middle of the first day, 
well, the middle of the first 24-hour period, because that was in the middle of the night, I woke up and a character from a book that I'm not supposed to be writing until 2024 would just not shut up. I'm like, and it was, and it was the heroine. And I, I always have issues connecting with my heroines. I connect with my heroes so much better. So, so if a, if a female character gets up in my head and is like, no, you're going to, bitch, you're going to talk to me. I'm going to listen because she may not come back. And this is why we're insane. Mm -hmm. I had to create three new binders over that two week period to house the characters that were going through my head in two more books that I Mm -hmm. had promised myself that I would not write. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, this is a thing. Rah rah, get yeah. to it. I th- th- listen. I am grateful for your struggles because it gives me what to read. All right. So is this a, <laughs> is now a good time to ask what the craziest thing is that you've ever had to research for a book? Oh my goodness, there there are so many. I mean, just this last book, I I actually posted this in my reader group. What were some of the things that I and this was like all in one day. Parts of a sawhorse. Like a legit sawhorse, not, not a, this isn't, this, this wasn't a BDSM book, but, but just, you know, what the different parts of a sawhorse, sawhorse are called, uh, the height of a sawhorse, um, the average height from, of a, of a woman sitting, you know, if, if a woman was five foot seven and she's sitting on the ground, how tall could something she's bound to be and still be like actually physically possible? What metals are fireproof? what materials block infrared scanning also i mean just like there is something there is something new every single time i should be on every single watch list in the country i i, t- I tend to throw in searches like you know five different synonyms for the word you know paint mm-hmm. um every once in a while so that anybody who is watching my searches will go oh no they're just a writer it's okay i've, I've seen those memes where it's like yeah somebody's like uh, you know, Bob, come look at this. We got another potential terrorist. And then Bob comes over and goes, no, they're also looking up self-publishing and the thesaurus and the yeah. dictionary. They're just an yeah. author. No, they're just a writer. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. My all-time favorite one that I yeah. ever looked up, I don't know if I ever told you this one, Rara, was, uh, you know, the aboriginals of New Zealand and mm-hmm. the the whole cultural and religious mm-hmm. thing with how they used to, like, the cannibalistic rituals and everything oh, and my. what they believed with that. So I use that in my book and I was like, I'm going to, there could be an FBI agent trying to be like, there's a cannibal in this house. Let's, uh, let's go get her. Yeah. M- well, my Google search is all kink related. So yeah, I don't have to worry about that. It's weird shit. How, how do yeah. you maintain, cause you talked about, you want the BDSM to be real, but you've also got to have that fantasy, that romance and that fantasy. How do you manage to merge those, meld those into good books? I guess I should say. Yeah. Because I've read some stuff where I just find myself screaming at the book going, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. I I focus on the love story first, really. Um, because for me, again, it's all about the relationships between the characters. And and I feel like in in most cases or at least in the cases that that I want to read about it's you have to have you have to have that love and respect first and i hate the fact that i never i don't but the various uh sexual identities i i am a person who i have to i have to care for the person um before i feel any attraction like i i'm i'm bisexual i've had relationships with both men and women but i have to care for them so it doesn't matter how hot they are 
Yeah, go ahead. I think that's actually called demisexual. Yes. Okay, yes. Because I always... There's so many labels. I try to remember. I know. I know. I do know that. And because... Yeah, because because I'm married, I don't have to say it very often because, like, I'm not looking for anything. I'm married, so, you know, I'm good. So, again, for me, like, that translates into my books. I I am not... I very rarely write anything where they have sex in the first, you know, 50 to 100 pages because that's, it's just not something that I experienced and it's not something that I completely feel comfortable writing a lot of the time. I mean, sure, every once in a while, there's a character, set of characters who just say to me, nope, we want to have sex, we want to have it right now. Okay, that's fine. But but again, that's not my norm. And so I start with I start with the love story. And then really, for me, it, it a lot of times it just comes naturally when they need to have that talk and when they need to take it to the next level of, you know, is is this is this guy a dom who is perfectly fine with vanilla at first and wants to make sure that his partner is into trying new things is he not like you know what what is going to happen what what would he do what's his respect level what's her comfort level you know has she has she heard of bdsm before has she even like done has she ever like ever been blindfolded and that's it like that's her only experience with anything other than just you know missionary position or has she experimented and done other things? And so it really just depends on the characters for me. If they tell me that they need something more, then I will figure out a way to make it happen. All right. So distracted because I've just like been paying attention. Right, yeah, <laughs> Thinking no, about what's coming up next. So um got really into the answer. I, I I personally have been reading smutty romance since I was a youngster, since I was like 13, 14 years old. And it's, it's one of those things that it's even to this day, I still find, I don't necessarily announce it as, as much that I read all this because there's the stigma surrounding it, you know, the quote unquote mommy porn and all of that. Um, Do you find that people kind of look at you differently because you write this mommy porn stuff? Have you run into um, you know, family members or friends who are kind of like, what the fuck are you writing? <laughs> my mother came to visit and read Fifty Shades of Grey on my couch. Go mom. Well then. <laughs> yeah. Um, she also read my lesbian paranormal romance novel on my couch. That was slightly uncomfortable because I hadn't come out to her at the time as bisexual, but, um, but yeah, so my, I mean, my mother reads everything that I write. Um, Including, my, including my like in his silks and all that. Oh yes, yes, yes. She has read every single one of them. Wow. Um, she has read my male male romance novels. Um, and my mother is is a is a relatively um, conservative Catholic. Um, less conservative now, I think, because I came out to her and and she then basically went, okay, I guess I need to, I guess I need to be more open minded. And she's been wonderful. Uh, but oh, mom, but yeah, I I have a day job. I do not hide what I do. Uh, I write under my real name that, and, and so when you asked if I had encountered judgment, I'm sure I probably have, but I don't care. I don't, it, it, 
if you don't like what I do, that's on you because I love what I do. And I, you know, for years, I did not necessarily walk up to people and introduce myself as an author. I would introduce myself as my day job career first, or I would just introduce myself because, I mean, really, my, my husband's favorite question to ask people when he meets people is, um, what are you passionate about, not what do you do? Because what you do and, and who you are and what you're passionate about are usually two very different things. Yep. Um, so that's that's his favorite question to ask. And so I kind of, once he told me that, like, that's really smart. And so now when I introduce myself to people, like, I kind of take that lead and introduce myself with what I love to do, which is right. And then, you know, after that, oh, well, you know, what's your, do you have a day job? Yes, I have a day job. This is what I do. That type of thing. So if there has been judgment, I have just completely ignored it, not even processed it because I'm not looking for it and I don't want that in my life. Okay. Well, my next question was going to be, what was the most embarrassing thing that happened? But I kind of get the feeling you don't have one. So, well, um, yeah, I was so ask about the probably, probably <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, so there was, so I think the only embarrassing thing that I could tell you actually did happen relatively recently. Um, my, my day job, um, I work for a major technology company. My day job asked people randomly, like in our whole, in our little small organization, um, you know, do any of you have published books? And if you do, like, put them, it was an email thread, put them on a, you know, put them in this email thread. Um, and we're, we might do something with that at some point. And so, you know, there's all of these people responding back and a lot of people write nonfiction and a couple of people had children's books. And I respond back with my website because I have 50 plus books. Like I'm not going to type them all out in an email. I'm sorry. Like, especially cause they didn't know what they were going to do with the list at that point. So I just sent them to my website and my Amazon page and in his silks is the first book you see on that page. So I did have to add the disclaimer of um, clicking that link might not be completely safe for work, but, but, but this is what I do. So, you know, screw it. I had a person at work who is aware of my alternate lifestyle. Ask me what something meant at work because there was something it, we, you cannot have this, this, and this in the building. And she came to me and she goes, I don't know what these are. I have a feeling you might. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, e-readers have been the best thing for smut romance because <laughs> oh yeah, you can read that and nobody has to know what you're reading. Yep. And, and not yep. to mention, that means I always have my books with me. Yep. Yes. All the time. Because I have, I have, yep. the, I mean, I have a Kindle, but I also have the app on my phone. And so no matter handy. when and where I am, if I need, if I need to kill time, I pull up a book. It's very handy when your yep. husband goes to sleep early and you're still reading and the lights go out and you're like, well, I have my backlight. Yep. Good to go. Yep. That's important. Yep. <laughs> what kind of romance do you like to read? I like, I like just about anything really. Um, I don't. I don't read a lot in my genre, um, and I definitely don't read in the genre I'm writing at the time. Um, so if I'm writing romantic suspense, I don't read romantic suspense. If I'm writing paranormal, I don't read paranormal. If I'm writing BDSM, I don't read BDSM uh, because I don't want anything to bleed over 
Um, I don't want to accidentally mimic someone or, you know, let them inspire me in an idea. And I also don't want to compare myself to them. Because like a lot of times um, before I started doing this, like I would just read whatever was you know next on my on my TBR list. And and I started just very much comparing myself. Like one of the first author series, uh, BDSM series that I read was uh, Laura Kay's Blasphemy series. They're novellas of BDSM club, and I really enjoyed them. But I started writing one of the restrained series. I think it might have been the third one um, when I was in the middle of that series and then just started comparing myself to Laura because I, I love her writing. And going, I'm just, I'm never going to be, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be like, I'm, I, I can't craft a sentence like this. And really, there's, I mean, not to like, Laura's awesome. Um, she's also very nice. Our writing styles are just different. Like, I should not be comparing myself to her and going, I, I should write sentences that are as awesome as hers. My sentence style, my, my writing style is different and that's okay. Like, I want to continually grow and improve, but. I'm never going to be, I'm never going to write in the same style as, as she does. Or like, I'm never going to write romantic suspense like J.D. Robb, you know, and, and I shouldn't, I'm going to write romantic suspense like me. So, so that's when I started making sure that whatever genre I was writing in was not what I was currently reading in. Um, I read a lot of nonfiction, um, science fiction, romance, um, alien romances are awesome. Okay, alien I mean, romance just... with with I know Dar's staring at me because she knows what I'm going to say. Aliens with knots at the end of their penises, right? Come on, <laughs> is that not the best? You know, I have I have not read a lot of knotting. I mean, I've read some and I've really enjoyed it, but um, she but is that's so like, it's disappointed on, right like, now. Like finding it, a knot well, of no, penis I mean, is I on my it. bucket list. I'm just telling you. No, and I have like I need to like one of the things I literally just finished a book um, last week and. So one of the things on my list this week is like going through my TBR and my list on my, my Kobo reader and my Kindle and like putting some things in buckets of, nope, read this next, read this next, read this next. Um, and I have, I, I have like 10 alien romances that I've been saving and at least two or three of them have nodding in them. So yeah. it's, it's, Not I enjoy it. I just, stuff. yeah. Dar's nope. looking at me strange because yep. I don't think she's, I don't think she's ever read nodding. No, it's not. Oh, my goodness. How do you know? Have you ever tried it? No, it's not. Then you don't know. Are you deliberately not? Yes. Okay. I'm deliberately ignoring your really bad pun. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so any any interest in combining the, the paranormal with the BDSM? Um, I have. Have I done? I, a couple of my paranormal characters are into spanking, but that's really about as far as I've gone with, with that. Oh no, no, I do have one. I do have one novella that has some BDSM in it. Um, again, light, I mean, light bondage, spanking. I think there might be a tool in there somewhere. I'm picturing a it, poltergeist it a with <laughs> flinging a paddle across the now hear that i need to know the name of that one because i haven't read that one yet and i need to <laughs> um oh crap <laughs> oh my god when you have 50 books it's hard to remember yes. the names of all of them right plus i know i know 
I can't. I can't. All right. Send, well, we'll, send it we'll to find her later. It. You're fine. <laughs> I, I will. I will. I will. I, Actually, no, it was it was an anthology book. That's oh. why it's an anthology book. And so it's not currently available, but it will be. It, it It's going to be coming back. And, and that one was uh, Runebound. R-U-R-U-N-E-B-O-U-N-D. Oh, clever. So, Runebound um, will be coming back probably early 2024. Because uh, I'm going to expand it because it was, you know, anthology, so it had to be like 15,000 words. And so I'm going to make it at least a full, you know, 30,000, 40,000 words. There you go. Up. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll be waiting for it then. Okay. So now <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing Viking, shaman, and doing the runes and calling in the spirit and their, yeah. Yeah. No? I got to get you reading more more of the romance. Okay. I'll, I'm, wor- I'm working on her. I'm working on her. Definitely working. I made I made her read for, for all these interviews that we're doing. So working my last nerve. <laughs> so you mentioned that um, you're going to start another, I guess, another series, maybe more BDSM. Yes. What made you decide yes. to get back into that genre? Because I love it, really. Um, I, I just I always have it. It's always been one of my favorite genres to read. Uh, and. The Restrained series has been very popular, and this will be an offshoot of it. One of the characters from that series will will start out the new series, and at least one other character will have his own book. Um, I don't know how many other characters from the original series will come in, but but at least at least two or three of them overall. I have seven books planned for that series. Are you willing to spill so. which character? Is going to start off. And you're going to say no. If you um, want to keep it a secret. Uh, Damien Forlano. Oh, okay. Who is the bad guy in? Or not really. He like he's not really the bad guy. He's not. He's not the antagonist in any of the books. But he's just. He's he's Italian mob. So he's not exactly the you know white knight so to speak. Okay. Um, Wait a minute. You're going to combine mafia and BDSM. I am there for that. He, yes. Yes, in at, in at least his story, and there will be other like some of the other stories will involve people in his organization. Um, he is trying to go legit, but it's still organized crime. It's just more legal organized crime, you know. Instead of the like, you know, he's he's getting out of the 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 really bad aspects of it. So he's going to be a politician. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of, actually. Like, oh, nailed mean, it. You know, like I'm. I kind of. He's giving me. He's giving me. Um, almost like mayor of Kingstown vibes. Like he's gonna be the the, you know, the fixer and the one who like goes around and and no, we're gonna smooth things out here, but you're gonna do things this way because that's how it's done. And don't cross me because you know what I'm capable of. I was gonna say he's either a politician or a lawyer. Yes. <laughs> a lot of politicians are lawyers. Okay, well, then I think that's how they start. If you combine politician and lawyer, you get lobbyist. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, well, so we, we talked about what's up and coming. So are you currently working? You're currently working on the mafia turned semi good bad guy, but not really book. Um, I am, I am plotting that right now. Um, I released a short story. Um, I think it was only like 5,000 words in an anthology two years ago that was sort of the prologue to that story. 
Um, again, not currently available, but um, but that's going to be the start of that. And so I have I have characters for the first two books because I basically picked like an aspect of BDSM that I wanted to explore for five of the seven books. The last two I'm not 100% positive of yet. And so now I'm working on the rest of the characters and what the suspense angle is because I can't write a book without killing off um, characters within it. Um, I've tried. It does not work well for me. I know. So I need to figure out like all he did the kill somebody off in, in his jokes. Stuff. Oh no. It was so sad. And then oh, it no. affected Milo and he was a mess. And yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I yeah. know. All right. I do have one more question for you. Mm-hmm. What is your personal favorite book that you've written? Oh my goodness. Like of your own books, oh. which one would you be like, please read this one. I love it. Sure. Pick your own favorite child. Oh. Yeah. I yeah. know. Well, she has I know. children. She needs to pick. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, all right. So the first answer is whatever book I just finished, because that like, (laughs) those are the characters that are like currently in my heart, but, but really the answer is on his six, uh, that, that book is something changed for me when I was writing that book with just deciding the type of writer, author, person I wanted to be in the book world and the types of stories that I wanted to tell. And so that book, that book would have to be the one that I would, the one that I would pick. Um, and I think, uh, honestly, I think in his silks or in his collar would be tied for second place. Very cool. And I just want to say when you go to write your new series, you know, if you, if your friends at the dungeon aren't available, um, I am happy to volunteer. Oh my God. Oh, I would love that. You did it yourself. I said, well, because I was waiting for you to do I it. I was getting, that was my next oh. comment. Do you want to do it then? You sound like you're digging now. I, I might be begging a little. I'm just saying. Okay. So my shtick <laughs> today is I'm pimping Rara out as a beta reader or a, what do you call them? Um, um, not, not not even as if it's oh, a beta God. reader, like a, a kinky Alpha reader, person. usually. <laughs> kinky consultant. There you go. go. Kinky That's consultant. what I was looking for. To help out because, yeah. you know. I, I have a love of romance, so I come at it from 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 that and the knowledge of kink. So and, yeah. and I'll help out. Yeah, if you have if you have any hey. stuff about electro play, oh please, she God. is she is your expert. Just just no okay. blood play, please. No, I take the blood oh, yeah. play stuff. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I know. It's all right. I I I will never turn down the offer of of sensitivity readers or expert readers expert consultants because that's it i mean it's like it would be silly to turn down that assistance because there's no way like conventional wisdom is write what you know okay well if i wrote what i knew i would be writing romance about you know a a married couple who very rarely leaves their house and spends (laughs) all their nights watching tv and and writing at the same time like Nobody wants to read that. I mean, my life well, is we're, boring. We're I all love living my life, that, and we want the fantasy, right? Exactly. Like I can't just write what I know. I I can I I write what I think I can research to well enough to know. <laughs> Bingo. You, but you all know yeah. what's in your head, right? Yes. Yes. There you go. Exactly. Like I <laughs> I am never going to jump out of a perfectly good plane. Um. You know, it's just never going to happen. I am not going to skydive. I like that is not there's no but 
but my characters do because I can watch videos and I can talk to my friends who have done it and I can get those experiences. So, yeah, having having consultants is invaluable. Skydiving is on my vanilla bucket list. No, not for me. I I had to I wrote a scene from the perspective from of a hawk flying through the woods at like ground level. And I, there is no way I am going to ever be a hawk. So listen, I still live in hope that aliens with knotted penises actually exist and I'm going to run into them someday. Okay, sweetie. It's still my dream and hope. Okay, honey. You, you just, yeah. <laughs> pat, pat, pat. You, you live your dream, Rara. Look, I, I, I am. Okay. <laughs> Somebody please, for the love of God, write more of these things for her so she can live there. out her hopes and dreams. <laughs> I will not tell you how many there are. Just hit the whole Omegaverse. Nope. The entire Omegaverse is pretty much knotted penises. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) I have so much to teach you, Padawan. (laughs) (laughs) Running away. And I realized why you couldn't remember the name sensitivity reader. Because I'm not a sensitive person. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I knew you were going to go there. (laughs) Listen, I'm very sensitive. Just critique my writing and I'll probably be crying. Oh, can I? No. Okay. You're not touching it. I know. Well, I don't read that genre, so it's okay. I'll give it to Patricia before I give it to you. She would. (laughs) And that's fair. Most Anytime. She doesn't know me. You don't trust me. I'm a professional editor. I mean, I critique stuff all the time. Okay. Well, don't actually say that for realsies because you're going to get a script (laughs) if you do. You have to finish the book. I did finish it. It's just not in the right order. Wait, how do you have it not in the right order? The ending needs to be rearranged. Then it won't be the ending, would it? But the new ending will be the ending. Okay. I don't. You're following me, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Not not every writer writes linearly, and sometimes we get to the end and realize, yeah, no, that's not that's exactly. not right. Well, isn't that what the epilogue is for? What? No. So, like, I plotted it out. I did the thing you're supposed to do. And then it went sideways, like, 16 times. And now the ending is not really the ending that I want. But I have something else that should be the ending. But I'm having trouble making it. I'm switching it because you have to take, I think it's nine chapters that are now out of order because of this. I don't speak author. I've done it. She gets it. I don't don't care if you do. She understands what I'm saying. And that's all that matters. And everybody else that's listening that has ever written anything will understand. Just because you can't nerd like this doesn't mean. Oh, I nerd other ways. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Assuming people are going to want to read your books because they, they will. Where can they find you? So I, I am, I am everywhere. Um, My books are on all, um, all ebook platforms. So Amazon, Google play, Apple, Kobo, Barnes and Noble. Um, my books are not in Kindle Unlimited. Uh, they are in Kobo Plus, which is a brand new, very um, Kindle Unlimited type program uh, available um, through Kobo, which you can get ebooks and audiobooks through for like 10 bucks a month. Yep. Um, unlimited. Uh, so that is awesome. Uh, brand new. Um, so I do have them there. My books are available f- to be requested uh, from the libraries. So both my ebooks and most of my audiobooks, um, a few of the audiobooks are not available from libraries yet, but I'm working on that. And I sell signed copies on my website, paperbacks and stuff are on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So really everywhere. 
Oh, I'm so excited to hear you're on Kobo Plus because I just recently joined Kobo Plus too. I mean, I have I have Kindle Unlimited, but now I've also joined Kobo Plus because I know I know about the whole the drama with Kindle with with KU and authors saying they're going to lose. Publishing it. is hard, and and it's hard to make those decisions, and it's hard to make everyone happy. Um, you know, make yourself happy, make the readers happy. So yeah, it, it's, I'm, I'm very happy that Kobo plus is now available and, and that, um, that, that you do not have to be exclusive. Um, I'm hoping one day maybe Amazon drops the exclusivity because, because I, I mean, like I have KU, I use KU. Um, I love KU. It's a fantastic way to try new authors. Um, so but many again, authors like, I, I would never have discovered if it wasn't for KU. Exactly, exactly. But I am the reason that I'm not in KU is that the reason that I love reading and writing so much is because when I was growing up, like I would go to my local library and I would check out like the maximum number of books every single time. And so I want my books available in libraries because I know how important that was to me when I was growing up. And and you can't have your books in libraries if you're in Kindle Unlimited. And so like that's the main reason for me. If if they if they let books be in libraries and be in KU, I would be all over it. I didn't realize uh, they would let libraries. I mean, I know yep. there's big controversy because people's books get pirated and then the, the yeah. authors get in trouble for their books being available elsewhere, even though it was pirated and the authors had nothing to do with it. And that's radically yep. unfair. And hopefully Kindle will fix that. Um, but I may need to break down yep. and buy a Kobo now because I'm trying to do the Kobo Plus on my phone and it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love, I love my Kobo reader. It, it is, it is, it's awesome. The battery life is great. The screen is, is just like the Kindle paper white. Um, so yeah, I, I absolutely love my Kobo reader. Uh, Do you guys want to discuss this after we're done? Do we need a, we need a moment. I feel like... We need a moment alone. Okay. <laughs> Cause you know, this is still recording and everybody's hearing your love affair with Kobo right now. Okay. <laughs> well, th- listen, if anybody listens, they understand my love affair with romance. Well, yes. And I will take it any way I can get it. That is your oldest but, relationship. It is. It is. Um, <laughs> but I joined Kindle Unlimited originally because I read too many and my budget could not afford to keep up with my reading habit. And now to pay like yep. one fixed price, trust me, they lose money on me because I read <laughs> so much. Rara's the person that goes like, this is basically the buffet analogy. Yes. The one that pays like $14.99 and eats like $150 worth of food. Yes, that's me. Very much. <laughs> My, I, I, you listen, you're not helping by sending me all those book talk. You're welcome. So that my TBR list is my, just growing like, like well, a so, weed. So is mine. Okay. No, I, I get now the romance, the spicy romance books on my TikTok because I sent it to her once. Yep. And now I Ooh. can't stop. Oh, <laughs> check out now the whole love of hockey. We've, they've gotten hockey teams. Ice hockey teams have now joined BookTok and they are creating, it is fascinating, they're creating TikToks to appeal to BookToks. The guys are in their suits. The guys are winking at the camera. It's hysterical. Really? And now the different hockey teams are battling it out to, to, to win over those. Book I want Talk. those on my For You page. Let's go. Oh my goodness. All right. I I have not been on TikTok in forever and now I have to go find this. Well, oh, now you have to friend look, us so well, we can Well, you send should them because you. the team that started yes. it and really took off is the Seattle Krakens. Krakens? Oh my God. Yeah. Of course they did. 
Yes, the Kraken. That is our that's our new and that's our new NHL team. Um, new as of yeah, I don't know, they, a couple of years on ago, their but, profile, but they're in the playoffs. It so. says like mostly book talk or something like that. We are all convinced that their social media manager has to be a romance reader because oh, their content goodness. is fantastic. Okay, no, send me that. Okay, look at okay, it. yeah. Yeah, I, I will. I will go on there today, and you know, probably won't <laughs> get anything else done the rest of the day. But that's okay. And okay, we'll send them to you. Yeah, it's great. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. We were, are going to put a link to your website in the show notes so that everybody can check awesome. you out. We are looking forward to the next round of the BDSM books, with or without knots. No, I'm going to go back and read the ones <laughs> that you said were. Well, I, I'm wait, I'm impatiently waiting for the anthology one with the paranormal. But, yeah, I think you might need the to room. Hurry up. Yeah. Okay, it'll be fine. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. This is awesome. All right, that was so much fun talking to both of them. I really quite enjoyed it, and I just I think it's hilarious that honestly the answers are very similar. They are, and um, y'all get to see me fangirl a lot and me pimp out rara a lot which i love you for that i just keep doing it i'm gonna keep doing it i love you thank you i'm gonna do it next episode too would you would you please (laughs) i think i shall i am so far i am an arc reader for only one author and for those who don't know arc readers advanced reader copy rara wants to be a beta reader that's a beta reader that's like step up from the arc Mm -hmm. reader because that's even before you get to it yeah that's the one where you have to like really be able to say okay this is what you wrote this is what it needs to be changed to here's how you could probably make that happen it's a lot of work it is it's a great responsibility it is i think you can do it with great power comes great responsibility (laughs) oh boy maybe i won't keep pimping you out to the authors because i don't know if i want you to have much more power well this was fantastic and i had a lot of fun and i hope everybody learned a lot And I hope you guys will come back next week because we still have two more fantastic authors to talk with next week. It's going to be so good. Maybe I'll turn Dara into a romance reader after all. It's a distinct possibility, actually. (laughs) I'm getting there, I think. Starting to see the appeal? Yes. Well, okay. Yeah, no, I actually really, really like the ones that you sent me so far. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got more. Okay. No, no aliens, please. That's just, I can't. I can't. Oh, my God. Wait till you find out who we're talking to next week and some of the stories she's written. Oh, boy. I'm going to tease you. Is that the chin one? Uh, Don't give anything away. This is the teaser so they all come back next week because how dare you not come back next week? Okay, but I don't think what I said was that much of a spoiler. I think it was a a teaser, right? Well, here we go. We're going to end it. I'm going to say one sentence. Not even one sentence. I'm going to say two words. Yes. And then I want you to hit stop recording so that we really... Just leave them you all really hanging. You really want me to stop recording right there? Right there. As okay. soon as I say those two words, and we're just going to leave it on that, and then they will come back next I week. know the two words, so I'm like, oh, great. This is going to be a really interesting ending. Okay, go. Are you ready? Yes. Penis chin. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. 
And on TikTok, we are Pink Kink Podcast 2.0. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pink kink podcast. You can also help support our affiliates, which benefits small businesses and pink kink. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. Stay twisted.